0: Listening to the sermon podcast from Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are honored that you are with us. At Christ Church, we believe God is alive in Holy Scripture, inspiring, challenging, and guiding us today. At Christ Church, we bring our hopes, our pain, our questions, and our doubts, and our faith as we journey together through the Bible, trusting Jesus to meet us here full of grace. Christ Lutheran Church is a special place of healing. May the healing love of God bless you today. Thank you for joining us here. Now, um, before we read our scripture, reading, I should have told you this before we hopped up and, and sang about it, but I want to tell you a little bit about the background. So I won't be offended if you take a seat before the reading, but you may stand. It, it won't take long. I just want to set up the scene for you of this sermon series, just, just a moment. Um, so I, I want to tell you, we are beginning today this Advent sermon series called Sing All Ye People which is a a, a line taken from a Christmas carol. I'll let you tell me if you can uh, figure out which one it is. Sing all ye people, living the carols. So each Sunday through Advent, each Sunday through Advent, we are going to look at some of the so-called Christmas carols as a source of hope and inspiration. Now, I set this up in Sunday school, so I'm going to tell everybody now to just Um, I know that we are breaking a major liturgical rule to sing some Christmas songs in the season of Advent, but it's serving a purpose because we want to look at the meaning of those Christmas carols. We're going to look at what these hymns are really uh, teaching us. We're going to look at them as our source of hope and inspiration. Because these hymns really have a lot to say theologically to us. The music of the church, we know, even though it is so beautiful, it's, it's really not there to entertain us. The music of worship is a part of our praise of God. It's, it is helping us to praise God. And so as it is with our prayers and with our preaching, our hymns also teach us about God. I heard it said recently, and our, our musicians here, I think, will we'll appreciate this. I heard it said recently, and I think it's true, that often what we remember most from our time together in here, it's not my words, but it is the words and, and phrases and verses from hymns that really, really stick with us. I told you before uh, about my time with Pastor Walt near the end of his life, several advents back. And as he was dying, there were not many words that were exchanged, but there was still this this strong and sure sense in the old pastor's heart and mind of the words of hymns. And in particular, we sang together, O Little Town of Bethlehem. So through this season, we are going to look at what the words from carols, which are already likely written deep in your hearts what they are telling us. And today we begin with the 6th century Advent carol, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. But first, a reading from the Gospel of Luke. Thank you. Jesus uh, told his disciples, there will be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars, And on the earth, distress among the nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. And people will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power And great glory. Now these things begin, when these things begin to take place, stand up, said Jesus, stand up and raise your hands because your redemption is drawing near. And then he told them a parable. He said, look at the fig tree and, and all of the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. So be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life and that the day does not catch you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all of these things that will take place, and to stand before the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Let us pray. Holy God, in this season of Advent, we wait expectantly and hopefully for your word to be revealed to us anew today. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing to you, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. There will be signs, said Jesus. Signs he said. Signs in the sun and the moon and the stars to the great delight of astrologers and astronomers everywhere. There will be signs in the heavens and on earth distress among nations confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. And all God's climate activists said, told you so, as the oceans rise and the hurricanes churn at the sea. There will be signs, said Jesus. The people will faint from fear, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. When you see these signs, said Jesus, you know the kingdom of God is near. Happy Advent, right? What a way to start the season of light with Jesus' prophecy of fear and foreboding distress. And what's the deal with these signs? Is Jesus telling us that we need to be paying special attention to our horoscopes in the newspaper after all? So that that day doesn't catch us unexpectedly like a trap? Oh, come on. Really? Really? Be alert at all times, paying, praying so that we will have the strength to escape all of these things? Oh, come on. Really? Really? Be, be, be alert at all times? What, what is all of this about, Jesus? Really, what is all of this about? Come on. Well, friends, this is the Advent season. And the fact of the matter is Advent is something different than Christmas. And it feels different. It should feel different. It should feel urgent, even. Christmas is covered with nostalgia, a, a looking back. We look back and we, we give thanks that God became flesh and came into the world, incarnate in Jesus Christ. Christmas, we praise God, who is not remote or unknowable, but personal and human. God who knows Our particular human joys and struggles who knows our fears who knows even our death as the carol hark the herald angel sings puts it veiled in flesh the godhead see hail the incarnate deity pleased as man on with men to dwell jesus our emmanuel that's christmas It's what has been. But Advent is more about our hopeful and even desperate longing for something that is both ahead of us and already among us. What Jesus is talking about near the end of Luke's gospel is something that he's sharing near the end of his own time on earth. We start Advent not with the expectant mother, but with a dead man walking. Jesus on his way to the cross. Because it's his ending that makes his beginning so sacred. It's his ending that is our beginning, church. It sets us straight on his path. It sets the vision for the church. And there are signs, he said. Signs of what is ahead for us. And that is Advent. Advent. It is the tuning of our hearts. It's reestablishing our vision for what will will come into the world. What, in fact, is already coming into the world, if we can perceive it, and there are signs. James, I met James recently. He's about my age. But I'll tell you, after talking with James, this guy has lived so many lifetimes of hardships. James, he has a good job. He is a faithful Christian. He loves his family. But what he has been through, well, these days, James, he sees the signs all around. He's been to war and back and seen those terrors. Then he got married and he was starting his family and a pandemic hit. And then in the midst of that, suddenly his young son died tragically. And as James and his wife were in the darkness of that indescribable pain, his mother died of COVID. Then James told me that it looks like he may be facing the end of his career. And as the strong man told me his stories, just as steady and calmly as I'm talking to you now, I found myself, however, lifting a not so calm, silent prayer to God. Oh, come on. God, give this man a break, O Lord. Enough already. And then James said, you know, with all that I have been through, all that is going on in the world, I just know that these are signs that God is coming. He said, "I, I, I think it's the apocalypse. And it may surprise you to hear it from me, church, but I think that James is right. I think it is the apocalypse, especially from where James is standing, with all that he is going through, with his world crashing down, coming apart at the seams. Jesus said people will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming into the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And doesn't James know it? He has seen the world shake. But you know what? James is not fearing what is coming into the world. He has already witnessed the worst of what the world has to offer. He knows he can handle anything now. James is not fearing the apocalypse. For what is coming... What is coming? Well, then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with great power, great power and glory. From the place of suffering, despair, local apocalypse, my prayer of, oh, come on, was James's prayer of, oh, come See, James, he's an Advent. He is waiting expectantly, hopefully, and desperately for the heavens to open and Christ to come and to rescue and to heal and to redeem. He is ready for the apocalypse because he knows that it will reveal Jesus. You know, the most recognizable Advent carol is probably O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, I like to think of it as a carol of the apocalypse, because, you see, apocalypse literally means to uncover, to reveal, like a present. It's wrapped up, you don't know what's there, you take off the wrapping, and it's a gift. In an apocalypse, something that was hidden is disclosed. Jesus teaches us throughout his ministry on earth that the kingdom of God is already at hand, already among us. We just cannot fully see it. But we get glimpses of it, right? We we get glimpses of the kingdom. We see beauty in the world. We know joy. We've witnessed justice. We have reason to, to praise. Those are all glimpses of the kingdom, but we cannot fully experience it because the kingdom is often covered. It is hidden in the suffering that we also face, the times of fear that we have known, the brokenness, the times when injustice prevailed and the sin. The kingdom is here, but we can only see so much of it. The Apostle Paul said, for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part, then I will know fully. That is apocalypse. The dark becoming light. What is so often mysterious becoming fully known, revealed, disclosed. Apocalypse. When Christ comes, he will reveal the kingdom fully among us. And that is what we remember in Advent. We aren't remembering only a beautiful story of baby Jesus. We are remembering that we are a people who join James in praying and today singing for Christ to come and uncover fully his beloved community, his kingdom on earth and it will be joyous and glorious. We too, I think, can often see the signs. What James is feeling today, well, it's part of what people have felt since the beginning. I think James is right. It's the apocalypse, but it has been for a very long time. We can't seem to get enough of the beauty and the joy that we've known. We can't get enough of those moments. And we can't seem to escape the fear and the reality of the suffering. And you can look to the stars and the moon for signs if you want, but I just look at the newspaper to see the signs. The joy and the hope of of an innocent celebration of a Christmas parade in Wisconsin. And a man drives his SUV through it, killing dancing grandmothers and cheering grandchildren. Oh, come on. A man kidnaps and murders his own young daughters. Come on. A man spends decades behind bars, decades behind bars for a crime he did not commit. Oh, come on. And that was just this week. This is a world where so many feel trapped in the dark, captive to sin, stuck, despairing, one headline after another. And the world desperately needs Advent, longs for the apocalypse. And in that world, we, church, are the people of the light we are the ones who hold the candle of hope, who move people's prayers from, oh, come on, to, oh, come. Who remind those who have seen the world shake that they have an immense strength within them to carry on. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns, In lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. That verse written some 1,500 years ago is also prayed from a place of desperate hope for God's reign on earth to liberate those who mourn in lonely exile here. James could have written those words. But what James told me he also feels is what comes next in the 6th century carol. You know what that is? Rejoice. Rejoice? Rejoice. But from this place of mourning? Oh, come on. Wouldn't woe is me be more appropriate? But such is James's faith that in the signs that he sees in his life and in the world, he sees not reason for despair. There are signs, signs of hope. Because surely into this particular darkness, Christ who came into the world indeed comes and will come again. And for that reason, we rejoice. Rejoice. Because Emmanuel shall come to you, O Israel. This carol, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, it walks us through the prayer of asking God to come to us in our need, and it brings us to a prayer which guides us along the way through this world. It says, O come, O wisdom from on high, embracing all things, both far and nigh, In strength and beauty, come and stay and teach us your will and guide our way. With hope like that, you may feel a bit more like singing, rejoice. You know, this hymn was written in the Middle Ages, what some people call the Dark Ages. Each verse calls on a different name for God to come to us. Emmanuel, which means God with us. Scripture shows us the many ways that God comes to us. As the Hebrew prophet Jeremiah assures us, God promises to come bringing justice and righteousness into the land, restoring creation to a place where all will live in safety. Well, then come. Why shouldn't we welcome that apocalypse? Come, come, O key of David, come and open wide our heavenly home and make safe the way that leads on high and close the path to misery. Oh, come, O king of nations, come, O cornerstone and bind in one. Refresh the hearts that long for you. Restore the broken, make us new. Come, O dayspring, come and and cheer. O son of justice, now draw near and disperse the gloomy clouds of night and death's dark shadow put to flight. Rejoice, rejoice, Christ Lutheran Church. Rejoice, because Emmanuel shall come to you. Amen. We are glad that you joined us today for the sermon podcast from Christ Lutheran Church, Harrisburg. We welcome you to visit us in person if you're in the area. Visit our website, Christ harrisburg.org to find out more about our church and the free medical clinics we offer here. That's christharrisburg.org. The music at the top and that you hear now is by Shane Ivers. May God be with you until we meet again.